0: Welcome to Turning the Tide, a podcast featuring stories of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things in the midst of a global pandemic. Our host is Dr. Lionel Young, who serves as the Executive Vice President of Global Action and is also a research associate with the Cambridge Centre for Christianity Worldwide in Cambridge, England. Our prayer is that you would be blessed, inspired, and encouraged by the stories that we will share.
1: My name is Lionel Young with uh, Global Action, and I'm here with one of my colleagues, uh, Buhe Palim, who is in Zimbabwe, and uh, working out of her home, just like the rest of us, And we're using this time to uh, help uh, our partners around the world get to know some of our staff members and get to know um, uh, a little bit about what God is doing around the world during COVID-19 and how people are responding. And we also hope this time will be an encouragement to others. I've been very encouraged as I've... Been meeting people in different parts of the world, talking with them about how they've been affected and how they're responding. And so, we want this to be informative, uh, but we also want it to be encouraging um, for for those who are trying their best to follow Christ in these uncertain times. Well, uh, Buhe Palim was uh, you were born in Zimbabwe. Is that, that's correct? Isn't it, Buhe? That And uh, she was educated in in London, did her undergraduate degree in Biblical Studies and uh, her parents live in London, just north of uh, Cambridge, one of my uh, favorite places in the world. And uh, we uh, have been working together for, um, is it almost two years now, Buhay, we've been working together. Is it that long? Yeah, that's hard to believe. I remember when we first met in Cambridge. Uh, you were there to visit your parents and you came to visit my wife and I while we were there. And um, that's been almost two years ago. Just hard to believe.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we're uh, glad to have Buhe on our, our team uh, as part of the Global Action Team. And um, Buhe, you just got married. So um, tell us a little bit about your husband and what he does.
0: Okay, yes, I did just get married. Uh, My husband's name is Tafadzwa, or more affectionately known as Taffy. And he is a sales manager for a packaging company here in Harare in Zimbabwe. And he is also very passionate about serving the Lord. Um, He was born again in his teenage years and his parents have been elders in our church for a long time. So he, he grew up loving the Lord, and so it's a joy. It's a joy to be together and to serve the Lord more together as a couple and um, truly see what God has for us.
1: That's great. Um, remind me how you ended up studying uh, theology in London. Um, how I know you, you were born in, in Zimbabwe and have lived all of your life there. Um, uh, how did you end up studying theology in London?
0: So when I was 19 my family and I we all moved to the UK. My parents were working there and so um, they wanted us all to move as a family. Um, Things in Zimbabwe were getting very difficult at that time and they felt it was the best move for the family. So then I got there and my plan was to actually study pharmacy. I'd wanted to do pharmacy for as long as I could remember And um, when we got there, things just didn't work out. And I took uh, a gap year and I did a few different things. But at the end of that year, when I thought that I would be ready to go back and do pharmacy, the Lord then really put it strongly on my heart to go to Bible college. And um, at first I was like, no way, (laughs) I'm not gonna do that. But the Lord um, really, put it so strong on my heart that I couldn't resist and um, that's how come I ended up at Bible College in York for for three years and then I did an internship there as well before moving back to Zimbabwe.
1: That's great and I think God was just getting you ready to to work with us at Global Action and we we both started right about the same time um and um and it's been a it's just a joy to work with you my wife and i uh, have just grown to uh, to love you and uh just enjoy i've enjoyed visiting with you in zimbabwe uh enjoyed our time together in cambridge and you know working together on a regular basis has been a real joy um likewise Buhe, uh, tell us how things are right where you where you are there in Harare, and how how the community, how Zimbabwe, has been uh, affected by COVID nineteen.
0: Sure, um, Harare is the capital city of Zimbabwe, so it's an urban area, and um, we have had about nine recorded cases so far of the COVID nineteen. And of those nine, we've had one recorded death. Um, The the general consensus among the population is that obviously there are more cases, but because we do not have um, adequate testing and um, recording facilities, it's not known how many possible cases are out there. So um, the government has ordered a, a shutdown of the nation Um, a 21 day one which um, started on Monday this last Monday and people have been obeying it for the most part but a lot of people are still taking it quite lightly Um, they have advised us to to keep good hygiene and social distancing but people seem to be taking it lightly and thinking that because we've survived cholera and Ebola that COVID-19 is not a big deal Um, so that that is a huge worry because we do not have um, adequate facilities in our hospitals to even cater for a handful of people that would get the COVID-19. Hmm. Um, this one young man who, who died of it uh, was actually a son of a, a, a government official and um, he, he couldn't get the help that he needed so um just to see that if somebody who is like that <laughs> cannot get the help that they need, how much more your average person who who doesn't have access to funds or, or influence or anything. Hmm. So um, there is there is a a lot of reason I think for people to be concerned at this time if the COVID really does um, take off here.
1: Hmm. You know. Um the there's been a lot of conversation during this election season in the us about about health care in the united states and it's always it's always interesting to me to talk to my brothers and sisters in christ in different parts of the world about their health care and could you just take a moment i think this is a very important time to be thinking about you know health care around the world and and just talk about what healthcare is like like in Zimbabwe and what health insurance is like in Zimbabwe just I know you and I have talked a little bit about this um help us understand what it's like to live in Zimbabwe and what your um what you do when you have an illness um what most people do in the midst of of something like this
0: so we have public hospitals, of course, which are accessible to everybody, public hospitals and clinics and um, everything you have to pay for. So if you go to the hospital, you have to pay. If you go to the clinic, you have to pay. And and then we do have private hospitals as well, which are covered by medical insurance, um, which only probably about 2% of the population can really afford that. I mean, that's a thumbs figure, but um, it's really for... Um, people who really can afford it. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, the minimum wage um, at the beginning of last year was two hundred US dollars. The minimum wage, and um, and health insurance just for one person, not even a family, but just for one person, is about the equivalent of forty US dollars.
1: Hmm.
0: So it if I'm a- only
1: 200 and $200. Just for those who are listening, 200 US yes. dollars, and that's per, per month, uh, usually is how you calculate salaries, right? So per yeah. month.
0: Yeah. Per month, before taxes and everything. And um, so to then take such a huge percentage to pay for healthcare, a lot of people don't do that. So they really wait until they get sick or there's an emergency, and that's when now they have to pay upfront so um, the reality is that at this time if people need help a lot of people can't afford the help that they need Hmm. so um, that's it's really going to be interesting to see how the government um, deals with that
1: Hmm. well um, one of the things uh, for those who are uh, not familiar with our work uh, we um, are engaged in is, is equipping leaders in, in the non-Western world in partnership with theological institutions. And uh, we're, we're, our goal is to reach the 90 percent of pastors and ministry leaders who can't afford to go to a college or go to a seminary. Uh, and we know from, from studies, uh, some 90 percent of pastors just don't have access to the training that they need and that they want so that they can serve their communities well. And Buhay is helping provide um, uh, leadership for us in Zimbabwe and and in Kenya, our desires to work throughout Anglophone Africa, um, and we really appreciate her leadership. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about um, why pastors need theological training in Central Africa right now. And why this need is so great and maybe what we're we're planning to do and what we're excited about and if you want to talk about your Her- theological college you can do that but just kind of run with that for a little bit and talk about why the need is so great and and what we're planning to do in in zimbabwe and and hopefully kenya
0: definitely um, the need really is great, and I, I think more so now than ever before. Um, pastors and leaders all across the nation are are going to to need to be carrying the right doctrine and the the right um, missing the words <laughs> uh, the right doctrine at this time because people are going to come needing encouragement, needing to, to feel and, and hear something from the Lord. And if if um, pastors are in, in error and in false doctrine, it's, it's really not going to carry people very far. So one of the biggest problems that we have is false doctrines. And um, I'll go into two of those, which is the prosperity doctrine and also ancestral worship. Mixing of ancestral worship with, mm. with the gospel. Mm. And these have truly, truly weakened the church in Zimbabwe and I know in many parts of Africa. Um, because it's, it's been preached to people who are longing to have more money, more wealth, more prosperity. And so it appeals to them. And so they've bought into it. But over the years, they haven't seen any results from it and are actually starting to become a bit discouraged by it all. And especially in times like this, if you are hearing from your pastor that you should be healthy all the time and healing is your portion at every time, then you fall sick, it completely turns your whole worldview upside down because that's that's what you've been taught. And so I really feel that more than ever before, now is the time that we need to be reaching pastors and leaders and making sure that um, the true doctrine is being um, shared in churches, in 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 small groups, wherever people are sharing the word. That the the true doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ is going out. And let me just um, jump in. So, there
1: just jump in real quick. Um, there's a pardon. There's a delay between us as we talk. Sometimes we'll talk over each other. But you said something recently in a staff meeting that I thought was very insightful. That this might be a time where the church is challenged on its, its its health and wealth theology because people are getting sick and people of faith, people who love Jesus are getting sick. And this might be a time for us to really step in and provide good uh, theological training for people that is going to affect their lives.
0: Definitely, 100%. and. I've seen it even with some people I know, just seeing on these social media pages and um, the things that they're saying, it's really shaking some foundations and um, it's definitely a good thing. It's definitely, definitely a good thing. Um, So there is definitely room for global action to come in and um, provide this much needed training. Um, So I'll speak a, a bit about the Harare Theological College as well. Um, It's an established Theological College here in Zimbabwe and um, they have been reaching out to students for the past 20 years and um, they are passionate about reaching pastors and leaders who also do not have access to formal theological training. Um, So they have um, asked us if we would like to partner with them and, um, and provide this training. So we were all geared up to start in April but um, obviously the Lord had other plans. So we will see when we will start that, but we've prepared the materials. We we've got contacts. We're ready to go out there and um, get the truth of the gospel out. Mm
1: -hmm. And maybe explain for those of you, those who may not be familiar with why a, um, a school like Harare Theological College with, they have a library, they have a faculty, they have resources, um, they're, they have a small budget, um, but why, why would they need help for, um, for, from an organization like ours to reach out to uh, the, the 90% of pastors who don't have theological education? Why, why would they not just do it themselves? Why would they find in us a, 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 an encouragement to be able to do what they've, they've longed to do?
0: Definitely. Um, First of all, our program um, that uh, we've developed at Global Action is um, very foundational, which is something that they've wanted to do for a long time, but just haven't had the time to produce a foundation um, certificate, uh, which is not at tertiary level education. And so when we came as Global Action and we had that, they were very excited about that. But also the other thing is they, they haven't had the finances to be able to reach um, that 90%. They rely a lot on funding from different places. And unfortunately, that funding is only enough for them to be able to run the college with the students they have that come in and pay for their classes. So um, they were very excited um, that Global Action would be able to come in and, and fill that gap alongside them
1: yeah, and one of the things that we're very excited about um, and we talked a lot about when I was in Zimbabwe with Buhe and we were involved in a lot of these meetings is the the potential for this to be a, a pilot program for other locations around the world there are there are colleges and seminaries in Africa Asia Latin America they want to train leaders who who don't have access to the classroom but they just—they don't have the resources to do that, and so they have to be there for the students who can afford to pay. And even then, um, that barely covers their costs. It, 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 uh, many of the professors are having to work more than one—you know—do do two or three things to just um, um, to you know, just put food on the table. And so this is a tremendous opportunity. And we're really excited about it. Um, before we, uh, are done do, Hey talk, just share with us a little bit about what's keeping you encouraged during this time. What is, where is your hope in this time? Um, and uh, I just love talking to my, my brothers and sisters in Christ from Africa. You guys are just, your faith is so strong and, um, uh, and it's an encouragement to me so uh just just tell us what's keeping you encouraged
0: definitely um there's a few things keeping me encouraged at the moment Um, i i really have been encouraged by the lord during this time that he he has allowed this time it's nothing that is out of his control he is still on the throne and he knows everything and he, he has allowed us to be alive at this time it is because he has a purpose and he has a plan and um there's a couple of verses that have just been keeping me um grounded as well um, and they're in the psalms one is in psalm 46 to be still and know that he is god and the other in psalm 16 that um because he's at my right hand i shall not be moved because um, there's so many things, there's so many things around us now, there's so many fears, there's so many um, things that could easily shake us and move us, you know, but um, how the Lord is asking us to just place our trust in Him and keep our eyes focused on Him. Um, he's also been encouraging me that it's just a time to dig um, my wells deeper in Him, to, to truly seek Him and to allow my relationship with Him to, to deepen. Um, I know a lot of the time I want to be a source of encouragement to the whole world, um, but forgetting to look after my own heart and how the Lord wants to do more in my own heart, so that I can be a true source of encouragement. Um, how He wants to bring more and more peace to my own heart, so that I can be, um, I can bring peace to others. So it's it's an exciting time, twofold, because the Lord is doing a lot in my own heart, but also um allowing me to be a blessing in other people's lives so um it's also very encouraging to to hear testimonies of how the lord is restoring families and reuniting people and um and how people are being reconciled to the lord people who had backslidden and how people who don't know him are coming to know him it's it's such an exciting time Um, so that gives me hope to know that the lord is drawing people to himself um so yeah
1: well you know you've given us such good perspective this could be a time of real renewal for god's people around the world not only not only in the united not only in the united states um but throughout the throughout the world um and that's our prayer and that's our hope and um, thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your work with uh, our organization. Um, we have, uh, we are certainly concerned about your well-being and uh, your safety and your health, and and our team members there. Um, and uh, you've assured us you're doing well, and we're going to keep checking in on you. Um, and uh, we want you to continue to be faithful and continue to serve the Lord. Uh, we need you now perhaps more than ever before. And uh, we're just so thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you, Buhay, have a great evening and thanks for making time uh, to uh, chat with us today.
0: Thank you for joining us on Turning the Tide. If you would like more information about Global Action and the work that we do, please visit our website,
1: www.globalaction.com.